0: Award-winning and best-selling author, Dr. Steven Lesovich.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Steven Lesovich out there on the Edge of Everything. This episode is entitled, Interview with Mr. David Mariani of Basketball.Biology, a health and fitness coach and celebrity trainer from the LA metro area. Welcome to the show, David.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. Here we are again on January 1st, a day people typically make New Year's resolutions so if someone's gonna make a New Year's resolution to start a health and fitness program, what should they be thinking about?
2: Yeah, this is a question I you know I get not just around the new year, but all you know, basically throughout the year is where where should I start? Whether it's young athletes that have no experience with physical training or it's pro athletes with a ton of experience, but maybe experience that has led to injuries. So they're looking for where to start and the simplest, least evasive way to start getting results is to start by walking backwards. And when that becomes easy, either adding resistance in the form of a sled or a hill, feeding up the pace a little bit, but then also the tibialis raises, which is what I will consistently go viral for. The tibialis is that muscle opposite of the calf muscle, and it's often left untrained. So backwards movement in the tib raises, if, regardless if you're looking to play pro sports or if you're just looking to get pain-free, or improve on your fitness, that is where I recommend everybody start.
1: Wow, so that's very interesting. Just walking backwards until they're pain-free and exercising the tibialis muscle opposite the calf. But then
2: what would be the next step? I would start them on backwards movement and tib raises and then depending on their level of pain or performance, then you can kind of build on it. For a lot of people and some of you that may be listening, The backwards walking and the tibialis raises may be all you can do pain-free, whether you have knee injuries, hip injuries, back injuries. That might be all you can do, but just those two things alone can have an everlasting impact, especially if you maintain them once, twice a week. And then, based off of, all right, does does this uh, individual have pain in the knee or the hip, we're still building from the ground up, but how we program will be a little different. So I don't tend to do one program for everybody but within the programs that I have because I work with a lot of different sports they're all relatively the same and it looks like it's essentially reverse engineering any type of athletic movement and strengthening in that reverse and I will have an online program that people can set can sign up for this year something that I've had in the works so now with the recent adjustments that we've made in society COVID with the with the pandemic the online becomes that much more important and that will be not one size fit all. It will be people coming in and, and uh, putting where there may be pain, where their history of injury or their history of performance training. And then I take that data and I look at the athlete or the person um, and I assess what, okay, what, what needs to be done and what can be, what can be sidelined until we can get pain free and then we'll bring it back.
1: That's a very interesting approach of having the person just walk backwards and stretch out a few muscles to be able to move forward within the new year within their own health and fitness program i'm speaking today with health and fitness coach and celebrity trainer mr david mariani from basketball.biology so how do you get your clients to stay motivated
2: everybody has little things that you can kind of harp on that will get them going some people if they're a little more goal oriented so you just remind them hey we set these goals You have to do the backwards movement. You have to do the tip raises. You have to do the other exercises, and usually that will work. But some people, some of the athletes have been brought up in a way that they only really respond to negative reinforcement, and I'm not a huge fan of negative reinforcement. Actually, I don't like it at all. I have had situations with certain athletes, especially at the highest level, where they don't respond to just kindness and care. The, The goal to get somebody motivated, sometimes you can just give them positive reinforcement and that will do it. And sometimes you need a coach to negative reinforcement. I'm just able to provide tools and guidance with the backwards walking with the tip raises or whatever it is versus what they need to do on their own.
1: That's an important point because you as an athletic and training coach and me as a life coach, we provide tools to our clients to actually allow them to do the work on themselves. And they are the ones that actually have to do the work using the tools we provide.
2: I will follow up. And I will check on people, but I don't babysit, and that's uh, what kind of makes me a little bit different than most trainers. Is I, if I find there's a need for babysitting, then I think that maybe the goals aren't aren't aligned. Where you know I want to help, but I don't want to enable. I want to be able to provide tools, but I don't want to hold the hand of every athlete. You know, going forward um, for long periods of time. I ask about the pain because I want to just not just to know exactly. Okay, what, what are we dealing with, but also. I want them to understand that I do care about them as more than just a millions of dollars on their contract or their or their fame. I care about them as a as an individual pain It's unique. it ties us all together. you know I think by that we've all dealt with some type of injury we dealt with some type of pain, so it does bring it grounds us and it and it, it fortifies that relationship and that trust of i've been through this. I know what it's like to to battle injuries and pain
1: so how do you measure progress when you work with your strength and conditioning clients?
2: Yeah, so there's two spectrums. The first one, and this is, you know, this is becoming ever more prevalent regardless of if it's an amateur young athlete or a pro athlete. The first goal and marker is to get them pain free because 99% of the athletes I've worked with have had some type of injury, some type of pain that's consistently bothering them. So the first thing we attack that we measure is the pain and that's more of a feel than a, than a numbers thing. Yes, we can get stronger, and we can measure stronger. We can measure strength. We can measure speed. But the feeling of the pain—that's the first goal. Get rid of the pain. Once they feel pain-free, then I use vertical as the the measure of what's going on with. What do
1: you mean by vertical?
2: So vertical just max effort jump. How high can they jump? How quick can they get off the ground? How well do they absorb the impact uh, when they land? And that's usually where athletes are getting injured. It's not. It has been passed around in, in, in academia right in the last few years that the vertical is the number one indicator of overall athleticism so whether that's basketball soccer tennis which tend to be the three most demanding sports as far as multi-directional movement and vertical the vertical is, seems to be accepted as the best measure of athleticism so once these athletes get pain-free regardless if they're basketball volleyball because i tend to work with a lot of other sports they're still gonna we're still gonna test that vertical and kind of see where we're at
1: so is the vertical the best measure of progress for all types of athletes that you train?
2: You know, I work with more anaerobic sports, so the baseball, football, basketball, these sports with more short bursts of power output. Whereas, you know, some, someone like yourself with the expertise in long distance, I wouldn't test a long distance runner on their vertical as the only measure of athleticism. I might still test it, but it, where there's a direct correlation between long distance and a decrease in vertical. So the vertical is not going to tell us for, especially for long distance athletes, it's not going to read as clear as if we're testing for an anaerobic athlete.
1: So how would you then measure the progress of someone who is a long distance runner or someone who's involved in sports that are more aerobic than anaerobic?
2: I would use, you know, just your just your overall time. So whether you're running three miles, five miles, you can kind of see if you're progressing by is your time reducing. But I say that. I would, you know, I would call upon the listeners to be mindful that if we over obsess about the numbers, whether that's vertical or decreasing seconds on the run time per mile or whatever it is, if we over obsess about it, it can actually decrease the performance. So it's a tricky gray area. It's a, a line you've got to kind of have to teeter of. Well, we measure, you know, from time to time, but it's not like traditional science that teaches us, okay, we need a one rep max squat every three to four months. We're also having to tackle the issue of athletes nowadays are rarely, if ever, in a true off-season. You're never taking a month or two off. You're always in season. So then things like testing, they become harder and harder to do.
1: That is very true. And a lot of sports overlap. My daughter was a three-sport athlete. She was an AAU basketball player. She also ran cross-country and track. So during... The end of cross country season and during track season, she was doing both AAU basketball and running. And also, for full disclosure, David was the personal trainer for my daughter when she was a high school athlete.
2: So the, even just testing to going after a vertical max effort is going to drain you. And if the athlete's already drained, that test is not going to read as accurate. And then they're going to they're going to see that the number maybe has been the same for a couple months or went down, and then they're going to get really discouraged. For me. The most important thing when I'm working with people is getting pain-free because that, that will open up not just more potential for increase of performance in athleticism, but it also once you get pain-free, it allows for more increase in potential for performance of the brain and the emotions.
1: That is very true. And in fact, when we were talking earlier in the year, you inspired me to do some more research Not only have I been walking backwards, but I did a blog post and a podcast where I actually did some research based on what some of the psychiatrists and psychologists were doing, working with the effects Of walking backwards on human brain development and human emotions. That blog post and podcast is entitled Walking Backwards to Move Forward in Your Life and you can find that on my personal website at slesovich.com. Today we're talking to Mr. David Mariani, strength and fitness coach from basketball.biology. So you've been training pro athletes as well. Could you share a little bit about the pro athletes you're training? The
2: football and basketball guys are in seasons. Going into season, I work with Spencer Didwitty. He plays for the Mavs. He is from LA and, and that's where I've been often on the last three years since I moved from the Midwest. Yeah. Awesome guy. He's on the rise. He's coming out with his first player edition shoe with three sixty uh, it's not it's not sports, but Diplo, he's a very popular DJ, musician, worked with him at George Foreman III, has a gym in Calabasas, so I've been able to work with not only Diplo, but a guy named Ruckus, uh, who's another DJ and very popular, and then also Jekyll. Um, who had Jackie the song called Jackie Chan with Tiesto that was number one at one point. Um, so I've been able to work with also some of the non-athletes. But yeah, I've had to work with Erika Ogumbawale. She's uh, number three scorer, uh, number three in the scoring for the WNBA. And pound for pound, I try not to throw too many opinions around, but pound for pound, I think she's the best basketball player in the world. For those of you
1: who don't know, Erika Ogumbawale was the woman who hit the three-point shot that gave the Notre Dame women's basketball team the national championship in 20. 18.
2: Yeah, so I actually had the time, but I, I worked with Melvin, and Gordon, and Trey Wayne's when they were in high school, and I didn't know at the time. Um, I knew that they were freaky fast. I didn't know that they, you know, they were projected, you know, to get both drafted in the first round. But for
1: those of our listeners who don't know who Melvin Gordon and Trey Wayne's are, Melvin Gordon is a running back. He played at the University of Wisconsin and has played for the San Diego Chargers, the Denver Broncos, and the. Kansas City Chiefs, and Trey Waynes went to Michigan State, and he played for the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals in the National Football League. Um,
2: but working with Enrique has been one of them, maybe a little partial, because my sister was a very good soccer player, and I saw how girls' uh, sports are kind of uh, an afterthought you know, in society, so to me, work, working, with the, working with her um, was up there with working with anybody. As, um, I'm starting to do stuff with Karan Butler and his family, whether it's JC, the kid, one of one of his boys, or Cam, the girl, we're coming out with a pair of shorts, like a collaboration between me, Cam, and Karan. He was a, another 262 uh, local guy, um, and his book, Tough Juice, is already a bestseller, and he's, Mark Wahlberg is in the Process of producing the movie.
1: You also worked with Antonio Brown, who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tampa Bay
2: Buccaneers. Antonio Brown last year. Um, they reached out because they saw one thing that stands out is the legs. They, they, you know, they they want to build their legs up. But I also, sp- you know, speak about getting pain free, and that's probably the one thing that was a little surprising for me at first. Probably be surprising to most people listening is that uh, some of the best athletes in the world their bodies are broken down considerably. And I u- usually reference the Antonio Brown situation because it was so public and they kind of media took uh, jabs at his mental health for quitting in the middle of the game. But the reality was I was, I actually held his foot and ankle in my hand and I looked at the x-rays and it was as bad as a foot and ankle as somebody that had, had essentially been to war. When he's running on the field and he's catching touchdown passes, he looks like, you know, he's not in pain, but the reality is, is, you know, Pat McAfee, he played with the with the Colts. He has one of the biggest podcasts in the world right now for sports. He's kind of opened up this conversation about letting the general public know that they're doping them up before they go out. So and what they were doing with Antonio was they were giving him drugs so that he could play and not feel the pain. It doesn't heal the foot and ink, but I do want to share this story because it is fascinating. The first day I go to Fort Lauderdale, which is where Antonio Brown's gym and the house was or is, and he recently... Had won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and that was. Um, I go to, I fly from L. A. to 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 Fort Lauderdale because he messaged me on Instagram and said, "Can you get on the the, the quickest flight here?" So I I went straight from L. A. to to Fort Lauderdale, and everything was going smoothly. The first day, second day, the third day, something weird happened. I'm training not just Antonio but all his friends, and they're loving it. You know, they're they're talking about how they all have they all. Been, had played a D1 or or pro at one point, they all had dealt with injuries. And this was the first time they've met somebody that was helping them get pain free. So they were ecstatic. Now I didn't realize what was happening, but I was shooting videos and in the background I hear Antonio on the speaker of his phone. And I didn't realize at the time who he was talking to, but he's talking about what I started to pick up was that he was on the phone with the ownership of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers telling them, Hey, I found somebody on Instagram and in three days, my foot and ankle pain's gone, why wouldn't you have somebody staffed or somebody that knows what he knows on staff? Is I look at the greatest athletes in the world do well, and then I I will look into the science and try to explain it through science. And what I think we've come into an issue, especially recently, um, is we have a lot of academia that works in sports and with, with athletes training, and they reference academia first, and they sometimes almost sometimes, not not just sometimes, but almost always will neglect what the greats are doing.
1: That's a very important point because in a lot of areas, including sports, science lags behind what is happening in the real world. We're speaking today with David Mariani of Basketball Doc Biology, who is a strength and fitness coach, whose training philosophy includes walking backwards, and being pain-free. Now, David, you do a lot of YouTube videos. You know, so where can our listeners find you on social media?
2: Yeah, so the socials are all basketball.biology. But if you just type in basketball biology, it will show up. It will show my name, David Mariano. There's all different ways you could type it in. If you would even type biology and then basketball, it should show up as well. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn. The best way is just to, to, to message me through Instagram. Since my Instagram has grown so fast, people looking for training or I've met them in person and, they, and I tell them to message me, I'll have uh, my team on the lookout for certain messages. I will have the online program up and running this year. And then as far as training in person... It's just limited. So if if the schedules can align, um, I've been able to meet up with some of what would be be considered fans of my Instagram. I've been able to meet up with some of them and train them here in L.A. in the last few months. But it's not a guarantee. Is
1: there anything else you would like our listeners to know?
2: Something for just now would be that if you are in pain, I spent from 8 years old when I started getting injuries to 28, basically, maybe tw- maybe a little bit into 29, I spent that whole period being in pain. And there is times where I thought, okay, there's no answers. I'm just going to be in pain. But the reality is there is answers. And I can't say that as an absolute for 100% of the people listening, But the backwards walking and tib raises done correctly, I've never seen it not work. If you come in with an open mind, and even if you've been dealing with pain, and that sometimes can blur your mind a little bit, but if you've been dealing with pain and you want to get out of it, starting with the backwards walking and the tib raises, even just once, twice a week, is going to be huge for getting getting, getting rid of that pain. And then once you're out of that pain, I can guarantee you life will be completely different. Not only for the people that are playing pro sports or trying to be pro trainers, but just for everybody in general. Getting pain-free, whether you have kids that you want to play with, nephews and nieces that you want to play with. What I've been focused on is just helping people refine that ability, rebuild that ability. And then if they choose to, once that ability is rebuilt, take that ability to levels they've never done before.
1: We've been talking today to Mr. David Mariani, strength and fitness coach and celebrity trainer from basketball.biology. David, thanks for being on the show today, and Happy New Year to you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me, and Happy New Year.
1: Until next time, I'm Dr. Stephen Lesovich, out there on the edge of everything.
0: You have been listening to Out There on the Edge of Everything, the show that examines, helps you understand, and effectively deal with the interesting edges of life. For more information on your host, Dr. Stephen Lesovich, please visit slesovich.com. For more information on prior and future shows, please visit coconutavenueradio.net. This is the Coconut Avenue Radio and Podcast Network.